What is up, everybody? Today we are talking about Jill Scott performing oral sex on stage and a lot more on Black Hollywood Live's The Trend. What's up with oh, that, man? Right. I'm feeling that. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Black Hollywood Lives, The Trend. I'm your host, Dario Christian. Joining me today is Courtney Stewart. You got your little fall, like winter, yes, I got little green It's not hot no more, praise the Lord. Even though I love the heat, I'm glad it's like, you know, 60 degrees. That's good cold for me. Well, it's supposed to get a little cooler well, at night, but you know what we're talking well, about. Well, I deal with that, but as long as it ain't snowing, we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. I'm good. As long good. as you're not in New York <laughs> on the East Coast right That's now. right. And representing that coming from the East Coast right now, you just saw his video, Mars, Lost Boy in the House. That's a great video, man. I'm feeling that. Thank I'm feeling so that. That much. track is hot. Yeah, it's that. That's the way you come in a show right there. You Good. know, we was just like, you know, you can feel it. You can feel it. It gives you that vibe that you need, right? you know what I'm saying? And it definitely gives you that East Coast, too. I'm feeling that, you know. Mm-hmm. I miss, I was telling you, I was there a couple weeks ago, so... You know, I got my East Coast love because I lived there for a while, but it's yeah. nice to get back there and feel yeah, that energy. Yeah, definitely. I just got back uh, this morning, actually, from New York. Nice. Um, yeah, and um, I'm from Queens. Oh, I know Left Queens. Rack City, I know, so I know well. I'm representing New York, L.A. Representing. Right. Killing it. Glad you came to the studio today. Thank you, man. We're Thanks gonna for talk, having me. We're going to talk about your music and a lot more stuff once we get through these hot topics. But first, we're going to start off. Daryl's uh, favorite moment of the week. Favorite moment of the week. <laughs> And I uh, just want to let y'all know that Mars's mama is up in the house with us today, so you know. So we all feel. We felt, I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling a little funny about what I'm about to talk about, but Mama said I could talk about it. So, uh, and if she want to jump on the mic at any moment and make a little comment, she can too as well. All right, so I know you guys have probably been following social media this week. Jill Scott mm-hmm. has been in the headlines because of the fact that she was performing at a show. Yes. You know, she's trying to bring her sexy back, and she always brings it whenever she performs. Mm-hmm. And she brought a little something extra this time when she performed. The stuff. I, I mean, you know, I knew Jill was probably a little freaky, freaky, freak, but I, I didn't mean, realize she was going to show it up on stage like that. So basically, if you haven't seen the video, we're going to show it, but it's a, a performance of Jill Scott, and she's letting us know what she likes to do for her man, uh, you know, when she's in that special place with him. We, we got a little video clip here we'll, we'll show. bring it on then. All
I mean, that gives you a nice little uh, <laughs> tease of what the full video was. You know, you can catch that on uh, many, many social medias uh, many this social week. Medias many social medias this week. everywhere. I, I right mean, now. like I said, you know, I'm used to Jill just, she talks about love. I mean, she mentioned sex, you know, I've seen her perform several times and she always brings it, but I really felt like she was really, she was bringing a little extra this time. She brought she was, it all. She brought it all. People were shocked though, but Jill Scott is not no stranger to the erotic in her music, in her poetry, in her performances. So the funny, the running joke is that like everybody that knows Jill Scott worked for real was like, why y'all surprised? Like, why y'all playing like y'all ain't know this woman? I mean, I hear you, but here's the thing. It's like she's never really put, I mean... Not to my knowledge. She's never been caught she, on stage on somebody's camera and it's gone viral. Okay, I mean, maybe that's it. But even in her music, I mean, she she the way that she flows it is is not just in your face. I mean, she she still leaves it to a lot of mystery, I feel like. I mean, she when was she, trying in, to be mysterious. It was mystery. I felt like I understood, though. Magic I, hands. Magic hands, you know? Mars, what did you think when you saw it? <laughs> <laughs> Because you may be on tour with her one day, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> it was interesting. Um, kind of a little bit uncomfortable, but it was it was interesting, you know what I mean? But yeah, that's her thing. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think I was just more in shock because I've never seen her do it. I mean, I'm not surprised that she's a freak, like I said, but it's just not. the fact that, you know, she just put it out there. I was like, all right, Jill. I mean, she, you know, that video is about two minutes. We yeah. didn't even show the whole thing. Yeah, you know, it's a so much longer video. It's a much, much longer, longer video. So you should check it out. So that is why that is the video of the week for me. And it made Daryl smile real well. I mean, at He's the beginning, still- I, I'm still smiling. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's. You know, we can just talk to Mars at this point. We didn't even do <laughs> topics. I'm happy. <laughs> no, we should. Okay, what we got, Cody? All right, we're going to chat about some stuff. And first up, we're talking about people, you know, doing positive things for the culture. And this week, y'all, we got the white folks doing great things for the human culture as well as the black culture, okay? There's a group of women in Memphis, Tennessee that saw, a, there was a video that went viral that a, um, a group of black kids were at a mall. And they were basically escorted out of the mall, harassed a little bit by the security and the police and Mm -hmm. escorted out of the mall for wearing hoodies. And um, one of the uh, students or young persons, high school student, I believe, um, ended up arrested. And there was also a former journalist who was there filming the whole thing that also was arrested when this event went down. The argument that the mall is kind of giving is... There's been some back and forth about what really transpired. Um, they're saying that the kids had their hoodies up and they were difficult when they were asked to take the hoods off because there is a policy in the mall that, you know, you shouldn't you can't have your hoods up for security reasons. They need to be able to see people's faces on the security cameras. Well, wait, is that I'm sorry. Is that a full rule? And in, in, well, and it's the rule in this particular mall. Oh, okay, I'm okay. sure it's a fairly standard rule nowadays. In a lot of different really? places, I'm not, I'm um, because loop, facial recognition and things like that, like can't see. If I didn't know you had to watch what you wear to the mall. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean we have to watch what we wear to the mall. Know, yeah, but I'm but, saying I didn't know there was a rule in the mall I mean, about what in you this wear. This particular one, it's definitely a rule, and okay. I wouldn't be surprised if it is elsewhere. But either way, this group of white women saw this report happen. Like, wait, hold up, like that's a rule. I didn't know that was a rule. Well, these sisters got themselves together and they said, you know what, we gonna go to this mall and we all gonna wear our hoodies and we gonna see if this rule actually applies to everybody. 
Well, what y'all think happened? <laughs> Let me guess. No. Nah. Not um, This group of ladies wandered around the mall. They had their hoodies on. They had them off. They had them on. At one point, they did have them on, and they were asked very politely and kindly, oh, could you just take your hoods off? The security cameras can't see your faces. They took them off. But they then later put them back on. Nobody harassed them. Nobody kicked them out of the mall. No one escorted them out of the mall. No police officers jumped them and tried to arrest them or anything like that. Um, So one of the women in the group, her name was um, Sherry Ennis, and she said, uh, quote, it struck a chord with us. It struck a chord on us that we could do that. We could walk through there. We could take our pictures. We could wear whatever we wanted. And they went on to say um, that... She went on to say that we pulled them up on occasions and we were approached very politely to remove our hoods. And we did. And because it was obscuring our identities. And she went on to say there's no question that some members of our community are constantly harassed and traumatized where those the less with the less melanin. Oh, she said with less melanin, less y'all, melanin. She went to, are right. given a pass and we must do better. So they actually both um, there was a group of four women, two of them like posted on their Facebook pages and their Facebook posts went viral about the situation. And they definitely called them all out like, hey, we walked around this mall. We didn't get harassed about anything that we were doing with the hoodies. And you guys like the rule is fine, but the rule should apply to everybody. So the white girls was speaking to the rest of the world, y'all, on behalf that. of the people. Thank Shout you. Shout out to them. Thank you. Shout out to them. I agree. I mean, um, you know, piggybacking back enough of what Mars said. You know, we've talked about this on the show before. Even we had like, you know, Black Lives Matter, and mm-hmm. even what happened with the the black uh, guys up in in um, Starbucks. You oh know? yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there's countless times that white people have actually stepped up and, mm-hmm. and said things to support black people. So. You know, I, I've said this before, and I know everybody knows this. I think it takes a, a full force to make yeah. a change. Because, unfortunately, sometimes, you know, w- we as black people, as much protesting as we do about certain issues that happen to us, I think that, you know, they're overlooked. You know, they're like, oh, you know, they're complaining again, whatever, yeah, what have you. exactly. You know what I mean? But when white folks step in and like, no, support these Negroes. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? It kind of changes the game a little bit. Yeah. I always feel like, you know, white people, y'all got to get y'all cousins the same way we got to get ours. Like, because yeah. they're not, it, 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 when it comes through our filter, it's seen differently, as you said, um, to other people. But when it's your fellow white sister or white brother being like, look, I experienced this, this is real. They not making up that right. they get singled out. Like, that gives a different energy to it and a different truth, whether that's right or wrong, who's to say, but in the end, it's helpful. So y'all keep on getting y'all keep cousins for white folks. I love y'all. Thank and I hope you. they go on a circuit too. Like hit all the, you know, yeah. hit the Ellens and hit the CNNs and, you know, get the story out there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because that's how people who are not African-American or people of color who who feel like, oh, there's no racism in the yeah. world, you know, this this shows it. For sure. Yeah. And we need more love. Let's spread love and peace, y'all. Spread the spread love. The love. And mm-hmm. stop wasting my tax dollars arresting teenagers for dumb please, stuff. When please There's stop. way more mess going on in the world that we need to deal with, but we're going to move on from that. All right. Speaking of great things that white ladies are doing, we got white ladies and black ladies coming together this week at the Red Table. So Miss Jada Pinkett Smith was all over everything this week because of her, I mean, she's always all over everything with this talk show that she's she been is. doing. But um, this week was a very powerful conversation between black women and white women and sort of the relationship and why those relationships over the generations have been strained in this country and really actually sitting down and facing it. And uh, she sat down with her mother, as she always does, Adrian, her daughter, Willow, and 
and um, one of her producers, who is a white woman named Ann Price, and they really just went in talking about, you know, what it's like to deal with, befriend, and be in relationships with um, white women and black women. And one of the things that was sort of amazing to everybody, I guess, they were shocked that Jada Pinkett is like, she was addressing the fact that she has her own prejudices towards white women. And that she spoke about how white women with blonde hair are a trigger for her because she was very poorly treated as a child by a white woman with blonde hair and Mm -hmm. how she had to sort of grow into even as an adult, even though she knew, you know, it's wrong, like you can't couple everybody in the same group just because they all have blonde hair. But how it was it mentally affected her so much that even as an adult, she's almost 50 years old, she's still having to like check herself on those types of things when she sees a white woman with blonde hair. Yeah. And then it's a um, trigger. Yeah, it's a trigger. And she also her producer, who is the white woman and she was speaking about how she wants to talk about race but doesn't always know what to say and is always uncomfortable and who is supposed to make who comfortable. Um and uh Jada sort of gave her the opportunity to sort of dive into questions about her own questions and how to speak to black women and why Jada doesn't think feminism is applied to black women. And they mm. had a a great conversation about that. But the big PowerPoint of the episode was when Ms. Jane Elliott, who is an educator and activist, 83 years old, has been doing it for quite some time on race. She is also a white woman. Or as she says, I am a faded black woman. Mm. Because she's an anthropolo- um, anthropologist as well and is aware of the history of the human race and wanted to reinforce that it, we all are humans and we started from black women, and therefore all of us are just faded further black women because we move further away from the equator, not because we're any different. So in the end, it sort of came together, That's but deep. it's been all over the place and sort of talking about even with dealing with black men and white women and those issues with why black women have issues with black men dating white women and why that is sensitive. And they just really went in really honestly, and lots of people... Felt a ways about it all over the net this week. Yeah, well, I saw that. And then also, didn't she reveal that she had dated a white man and then her mom she had She did, a and her mom that. admitted that she hated she it. She hated that. And it was know. really uncomfortable, for yeah. sure. And then Jaden's been in the news, too, because of... Uh, yeah, his, about Tyler, his, the creator. Tyler, the creator, and, and said he's his boyfriend, and which people don't but know if that's true. But he did totally, because he said it's been his boyfriend for life or something, and yeah. everybody's like, who knows? Yeah, but, so yeah. It's been so. a, the, 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 uh, they all have been in the news a lot this week. <laughs> yeah, people <laughs> are talking about all of that. All, all of that. that. So I'm curious, though, do you guys feel like that you've had weird, diff- do you have challenging relationships with white men in the same way that black women express having mm-hmm. difficult relationship friendships with white women? Um, I mean, that's an interesting question because I've, it sounds funny when you say, I have several white friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I grew same. up in a neighborhood where I was the majority, I was the minority <laughs> of a majority white neighborhood and white high school, grade school and everything. Um, and I, the thing is there, there are certain things, even with my white friends now that, that are triggers for me being a kid. I mean, being called a nigger a couple of times, several times. And then also just like, even just, you know, I remember, uh, they used to always like to touch my hair. Mm-hmm. And when, whenever still to this day, like a white person touches my hair, I'm like, what would like, let me have some personal space. So I know mm-hmm. that that trick, that's probably a trigger. For, well, I know it's a trigger from being a kid. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, I mean, there's still certain things or like, even, you know. Uh, just, just 
just educate, having to educate people sometimes who are not African American on certain etiquettes of, of things <laughs> that, like when you when people say you're well spoken, that's a trigger for me. When white people tell me I'm well spoken, because I'm yeah. like, what 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 do you mean? Like, what am I supposed to what as as opposed to what? Yeah. So yes, to answer that question, clearly, clearly, I still got some issues with that. So what about you? Um, I haven't come across um that many issues with it. Um, most uh, white men compliment me you know what I mean just because I'm cool like I'm, I'm cool like I, <laughs> I like that he's like I'm cool I'm, uh, he's like you know I'm cool like that um yeah I just connect with people on a, on a real level so it doesn't matter like who I come across I can um vibe with anybody you know what I mean I feel nobody that. really tries me I feel that he yeah. said that and he said that so you but know. but the most the, the times that I do experience it the most is when dealing with the police though for yeah. sure you still have that yeah. feeling yeah for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I was trying to think to myself if I feel like I have those some I have some prejudices, I think, that are about white women and mistrust for white women. Really? And um, but it's also it also came. I mean, all I've been around since fourth grade, third grade, yeah. it, I, I've been in majority white environments yes. for my education yeah. and everything. So I definitely have had experiences some, some that were things. super yeah. negative and yeah. they influence how you see and it's not like, oh, I won't be friends because, like, like you said, I got lots of white friends because right. that's just how it goes. But it is also those white friends, how much race conversation can you actually have with them? Right. That's very comfortable. And there's a fewer number of those white friends that I can really have race conversation with that they don't, you know, get all right. weird about and can really engage on that level. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, that's an interesting dynamic. It is. For you, sure. you, something else yeah, pop up? I did. I mean, I just feel like sometimes people, like, judge. I mean, everybody judges, though. Yeah. I mean, white, black people, just sometimes, especially being out here in L.A., I feel like like even when I walk into certain places, like, I get looked at certain ways. Um, like, it's all about perception. Like, I can sure. be in a Mercedes and people look at me like I got money and then, I, and then like, oh, like, what does he do for a living? You know what I mean? Or I can hop out of Toyota and people would just, like, I don't know, I just... I just Feel energies when I walk into like certain rooms and stuff like that. So I pay attention. I feel that, and and LA is a weird city with that anyway yeah. because yeah, you know people are a little bit more I would say judgy of those type of things. Yeah, here for anyway. sure. They pay attention to that a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Than they do in Ohio where I'm from. <laughs> They're like, you got a car, good. <laughs> yeah, but then again, you got another whole element of like Ohio suburbanness and like I mean, that's that true. family and class and that that still mm-hmm. that plays mm-hmm. still I feel you. nationwide. So yeah, true. LA will get a bad rap, but in the end, it, it's actually like we everywhere, all over a little bit everywhere. No, it's, I feel like every that. it's just yeah, it's just not as in your face. Probably yeah. is what it is. Yeah. All right, we're gonna move on to our EUR Web Story Spotlight of the Week. I like Tony. Give me that again. Remix that again. There you go. All right. All right. EUR Web Story Spotlight of the Week. All right. This story is cray, y'all, because when I saw this video, I was like, yo, I don't even know how to react to this. But there is a teacher uh, who's in. California, uh, LA, uh, LA teacher who was arrested for fighting his student after receiving um, you know, a, a video that went viral of him punching this student who was making some racial slurs towards him. Um, so the incident took place last Friday at Maywood Academy High School. 
Students said they witnessed Marston Riley, who's 64. Uh, he was asking a classmate to leave the room because he was not dressed properly in, the, I guess, his uniform was not proper. And the students start responding back to him, swearing and calling him the N-word. And, uh, you know, kids, as everybody does now, everybody's got their phone. So they, the altercation was captured all over the video. So the two were, you know, going back and forth. And and I guess the, the young kid threw a basketball at the teacher and mm-hmm. was still throwing these racial slurs and the teacher hit him in the face and i mean hit him a couple times actually and when i say hit i mean it's it was it was it, it, it was, was crazy, it huh? was it was great yeah, we're we gonna we gonna show a little piece of this video oh. so they traded you know blows a little bit back and forth resulting in um, the teacher getting arrested on suspicion of child abuse um, he was released sat- Saturday after posting a $50,000 bond. Um, the student went to the hospital and had minor injuries, but was released and, you know, it was all good. The community and students have been actually coming to the defense of the teacher, though, because they raised, they started, one person raised a $100,000 so far, a little bit over $100,000 in a GoFundMe account to help with the legal fees that the teacher is going to have to endure because of all this craziness. Now, here's a little clip of the video here that we have of the altercation. 64-year-old Marston Riley appeared on cell phone video to punch the student in the face, then continued to pummel the boy to the ground. Witnesses say the fight started after Riley asked the student to leave the classroom for not wearing the proper school uniform. The student allegedly responded with a tirade of racial slurs. Oh, my God, he's beating him. It was just like back and forward, back and forth. Yeah, so that's that's a clip of the video. And I really want to hear what you guys have to say about this. Um, There's also another video apparently that surfaced of the teachers been in an altercation before with students. And they said that, but there have been eyewitnesses from other students that said that the teacher was attacked by, you know, other students. So uh, let me know what you guys think about this and I'll get my two cents because this is it's crazy to me. That seems as if like the teacher had hatred build up against the student the way he was beating him up. You know what I mean? I mean, I understand like. I don't know. Was it self-defense? Was it was it self-defense on the teacher's part? Did, well, the, did it, that's what's that's sort what's of debatable right the now. Debatable issue, apparently in the yeah. beginning, okay, the kid threw a basketball even, at his even face. Even still, and... like, okay, like, grab him up, take him out the classroom, but don't be fighting him in front of everybody. Yeah, right. That's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I mean... <laughs> I know that one side of me is like, these little evil kids be doing stuff in these schools, like these teachers. (laughs) And I know because, I mean, I have family that works in the school systems Mm -hmm. and and, and kids... They'll try you. They, but they don't just try you anymore. They, they, they are in. next level when it comes to disrespect and physical abuse towards teachers. Yeah, like that's, that's not like a small like that happens often. So I, I agree though that it looks from what it looks like it was definitely like, like and a built up that student yeah, probably was a constant up. problem and an issue with him. Mm-hmm. And when the basketball was thrown at his face and he got hit and he, he punched the guy, yeah, he, he snapped. snapped. He definitely yeah, looks okay. like he snapped he and does. kept beating him because I agree he should have probably restrained him and like drag him out yeah. Yeah. but also you're like dude this is a 64 year old man you done threw a basketball at him this kid these are high school kids that are the size of adults like yeah. the, this isn't so he, like he said you're gonna you're gonna treat me like you're an you, adult i'm gonna treat I'm you gonna, like, gonna an gonna an like an adult so, so that there's that little part of me that's like he needed his ass what yeah but i know it's wrong you're still a teacher you have to be but professional yeah. and you he definitely like got out of line but dang yo that kid yeah. must have been. He must have been trying them. I mean, 
I mean, the situation I can understand how it could escalate, and you you know you tried, and people you know saying, mm-hmm. and then you getting called the N word, and they throwing basketballs in your face, and it's a lot going on, and yeah. this kid, like you said, this kid probably, I'm sure this is not the first time that this yeah. kid was a problem yeah. in class by any means. I, but after, I mean, the the it's the one thing where I saw the first two punches, but then the beating that's, on the yeah, back, that's, 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 you know, that's, that's where he, he, yeah, he was mind. out of it. And yeah. that's when I was like, ooh, that's, it's hard for me to yeah. completely side with the brother, even mm-hmm. though I know you that can. he was tried. You and can. I want to yeah. support him all the yeah. way, but, but it's, it's, it's tough. Far. He took yeah. it too far. In the end, he's the adult. And it, as much as it sucks, he's the adult. He's he the needed adult. to he step off. He needed to fall. Ooh, he was probably like, I'm about to retire. I'm 64. I got one more year full. And I'm, he lost it. Yeah. I mean, well, hopefully not. I mean, hopefully with this, you know, we'll see what happens because, like I said, the community um, and a lot of parents have actually and students have been coming to his defense. Yeah. Now, whether that I don't know what lines that's going to fall into because at the end of the day, he still hit the student. Yeah. No matter what, the, yeah. you know. So they're, they're, I think they're just empathizing, but in the end, yeah. I don't really see how he can legally get. I don't know. He can like, come from that. I mean, I'm sure that kid's family or kid can sue him. You know, sue the school. Like, yeah. there's a lot. There's a lot of things He's that probably can go on. done as a teacher. I, 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 I'm, I'm thinking that he. I'm actually thinking that regardless, he I hope probably it should be. Affect his pension. Yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah. But I'm thinking that he should probably. It, it's, it's, should been, it's been away, too bro. stressful, it's, <laughs> bro. It's been them, too stressful. Them kids is driving yeah, they wild, driving you. Man. They making you like, wild. Go, yeah. go. You know, after yeah. this case, go on vacation. Go to the Bahamas for a little yeah. bit. Shout out to the teachers, y'all. Y'all got a hard. Y'all got a hard job. life. <clears throat> y'all got a hard like, life. It is not easy. And I, yeah, because I don't know if I could have that kind of patience. Because <laughs> I thought kids, I kids were bad when I was in school. Like yeah. I knew bad. Like wow, but nobody would step to a teacher. There might not. We had a couple, but not like this. Nobody that would step. Not like that. Not like this. No, they would do dumb stuff. They would speak out of turn, yeah. lead a class or something like yeah. nobody was yeah. trying to beat down a teacher. Not not trying no. to fight them. I mean yeah. maybe leave the room. Leave and very, ignore uh, them, all of that. But yeah. 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 I know somebody. <laughs> yeah, well this is gonna be an interesting development to see how this all lands for for yeah. uh Good luck, for brother. Mr. Riley. Good luck with that, Mr. Riley. Well, you got your GoFundMe account, maybe it'll keep growing. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. Uh speaking of fights, did you know that our favorite black couple had to go to counseling. Guess who that is? Guess. Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. <laughs> Michelle and Barack Obama, the king and queen of black love, had to go to counseling. Who knew? I did not know well, this was the case. But Michelle know. has been going on a tour because she just released a book. Yes. Uh, it's called Becoming Michelle. And she's given all the tea on everything mm-hmm. that's been going on with her through the years, from miscarriages to uh, you know life with Barack, through politics, through Trump, you know yeah. everything. Um, she's given all the tea on that, so check out that book and go pick it up Mine's and support her. On Friday, but she Ordered did a it on rec- Amazon. Yeah, I know you did, but she uh, <laughs> did a recent interview uh, in the December issue of Elle with, of course, Miss Oprah Winfrey, mm-hmm. and in that she revealed how you know through her 26 years of marriage with Barack, it hasn't always been easy sailing. Which what relationship shocking. is shocking? Mm-hmm. Um, but she said that they had to go undergo counseling, especially this is one thing that she said: when you get married and have kids, your whole plan once again gets upended, especially if you get married to somebody who has a career that swallows up everything, which is what politics is. She said, noting that being married to Barack taught her how to swerve, but his swerving sort of, you know, I'm flailing in the wind, she added. So, you know, I mean, he's a he was a in-demand guy, and I'm yeah. sure through that political career, it wasn't always easy to kind of take the Definitely back, the, you know, the back burner to the, probably the relationship in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, she said the counseling helped her 
learn to communicate and understand love in a different way. And she says she figured out how to build her life, you know, and what works for her outside of just being the wife of Barack. Yes. So, hey, listen, I'm all about I'm all about a good counselor. I love all these black folks talking about therapy listen. in any way, shape, or form. Because I used to be taboo. Or for, used exactly. to be taboo with black and folk. It's, it's great. It does wonders. And we need it because we live in a wild world. You live in a wild, wild, wild world. Yeah. So any support and positive things to keep black love alive, mm-hmm. I support. Yep, yep. It. Shout out to them. Make all that money, Michelle, even for all them people that's hating on you for making all that money. Exactly. They coming for her for making money. I know, but they, you know, they like for real. Out. Yeah. It just, it's just, it's always, it's the haters. haters. It's the nonsense. Haters. haters. All right. Well, that concludes our topics of the day. Now we're going to get with Mr. Mars. Like, talk about some music and Lost Boy <laughs> yes. and everything you got going on. All right. Thank so you. you start off in the industry actually um, as a Nick City Nick kid, City right? Kid. Yes. So tell, so what was that? Um. Well, I mean, okay. So uh, growing up, I was very interested into everything like uh, singing, dancing, rapping, acting. Um, my first audition I had booked, it was a public service announcement commercial. So, I mean, I guess I, officially I started first as an actor. Okay. From there, I just kept going to, like, different auditions, and the Nick City Kids was definitely one of them. I didn't make it my first uh, my first try. I made it the second try. And then, yeah, I was dancing at Madison Square Garden in front of thousands of people. It was, like, magical. Wow. Yeah. wow. So and then, electrifying, yeah. And then when did you know, you know, there's always that moment I always say that, especially working in this business or whatever career you are, yeah. you know that moment where you're like, this is this what is I really want to do. I, this is, I need moment. to be there. <laughs> and it, was it like during that or did you have it early on even before that? It was it was definitely during that. I knew that I wanted to be in front of like thousands of people, like performing, entertaining. I want to do it all over the world. I, I looked up one day, like we, we, hit, we hit one of the poses and I was like, yo. I want to do this for the rest. <laughs> like, yeah, this is my jam. Right here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was cool. And then you perform, you know, f- in front of Diddy to um, this Jacob Latimer, you know, at the uh, BT experience. Yeah, yeah. Chris, experience, Chris yeah. Brown. You yeah, know, yeah. I was in the uh, Justin Combs "Love You Better" music video actually um, with Chris Brown. Uh, oh, dope! Yeah, and uh, Diddy had pulled up DJ Khaled. It was it was a pretty dope time on set. Um, may I've opened up for uh, Diggy, uh, Jake, uh, Jacob. Uh, Justine Sky, Eric Bellinger. I did like a different shows like across the country. Um, this was like a few years ago. Okay, it was pretty dope. Um, yeah. And then I know we had the single and the video at the beginning, Lost Boy. But what What's I know you're working on? on the album. Mm-hmm. First of all, what inspired you with Lost Boy? And then what can we expect from the album? Like, what would you say your sound is? Lost Boy. Uh, it came from a real place. Um, the past like two to three years, I've been going through like like tough times. You know. And so, like, nobody really knows that. At least only, like, five people really know, like, what I've really been going through in life. Um, So Lost Boy is just a taste of, like, what's coming on my project. Basically, like, introducing myself to the world. Because I've never really done that before with my music. Like, Mm -hmm. kept it real. And so now now that I've gotten older and, like, I know more about myself, it's really about um, making sure that I put the right message out to to the people. Because I know that there's... A lot of people in the world going through what I've been through. Is you know there anything I mean? you could tell us as far as like what you were going um, through? Not exactly at the okay. moment. I, I'd rather I'd rather you know wait until you guys hear like some of my music, okay. like okay. the project. Uh, so then you can ask me about it then. <laughs> well, we will be having you back. We will. So. Oh, for sure. But I would love to be back. What did you find? So you mentioned how like this is the first time you're sort of feeling the most real in your music yeah, and like yeah. getting to that it's place. Amazing, what actually. has been the most challenging part about doing that and sort of peeling those layers back musically? Just like hearing people respect it. You know what I mean? People respect 
real nowadays. Like I'm starting to see that. And um, so that's what I'm trying to aim for, just being real. And then what will the album entail? Like what inspired you to, oh. to, to kind of create this sound for the album? What is the sound for the yeah, album? Yeah, basically, so the sound is just... Um, like sound, just uh, like what? You, what you mean? Like as far like, as like, like if you could put yourself in a category. Oh no, nah, nah, I don't. I don't really like to do that. Okay. I would rather just. You know what? Usually when people listen to my music, they they don't really like have a comparison in a sense. Um, they don't really. They just like, yo, you sound like yourself in a that's sense. Late. But, that's great. Yeah, that's usually what I get back from people. And then, <clears throat> so when will the album be out? Oh, the album, uh, yeah. Uh, it'll be out early 2019. 2019. Yeah. And who are Coming the people soon. that influence you with music? I mean, because, you know, we all have somebody who we look at and we would like to emulate that career. Who is that person for you? Um, so growing up, I was really into, like, Michael Jackson. I was watching his tours and uh, his, uh, yeah, his music videos. Um, Usher, his tours. Like, those people really inspired me to, like, want to become an entertainer. And um, along the line, oh, also Missy Elliott, her music videos were popping. That's why, oh, like, I incorporate the dancing and, and stuff with the rapping. And then uh, along the lines, it was like Lil Bow Wow, Lil Romeo. I was, like, always listening to their music. I wanted to uh, become a young star yeah. based off of watching them. And then now it's, like, Chris Brown. Uh, he's, like, one of my biggest inspirations in, in music and, like, entertainment. Also, Con- uh, Kanye, Jay-Z, um, like a lot of like a few rappers that are pretty relevant right now, you know what I mean. Drake is fire. Is oh, Drake, Drake, I mean Drake does not not put out he a hit. You know what I mean? Every yeah, everything yeah, is a hit. That guy, yeah, he's fire. And you're a triple threat because you got the acting, you got the modeling, oh, you got yeah. the the music. How do you kind of balance all three of those things? And do you think that nowadays you, in order to really make it, you have to have all those? things i think so i mean why not have different streams of income you feel me like you I just, feel you on that. Get those but, checks but I, i'm uh in a national mcdonald's commercial actually it aired in uh september so like people were like seeing me on tv like to, um posting it on their story like yo look it's that guy mars like so like that was pretty fire it was going around um it was played a lot during like football the football games and stuff like that hey that's i, I know what that time. means it was, it was those are dope. great residual those are nice checks. checks but yeah you nice definitely checks. you definitely have to be well-rounded in this industry, you know what I mean? Don't be afraid to take risks and chances and, and try different things. That's the only way, like, you'll grow and keep progressing and be more of a, of a, a force in this world, you know what I mean? I want to be a force. I want to change the world. I want to do great things. I want to help people. I want to give back to my community. I just want to be great, you know, feel me? So, and, and spreading my message and connecting with people, I just want to heal and inspire that's my goal i like that you use the word inspire. heal heal and, heal. and inspire and but inspire. the word heal is i feel like so important mm-hmm. especially right now because that is somewhere i think we need to be it's yeah. just that, that's that's my goal. Goal. as, as a culture wounds. we yeah, need to heal goal. we got yeah. some you know some scabs that we that that getting picked at all the time trying to try us all the time so i appreciate that brother well i look forward to seeing more of your career what's the next single gonna be you know yet Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right. Yeah, you know, uh, check out, you know, all my social media. That guy, Mars with a Z. I think you guys see it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Black there. Hollywood Live for having me. You know, I really appreciate back. it. And yeah. You got to bring the whole thing back. We got to bring all the music back. And uh, before I t- go to you, Courtney, um, Tony, can we go out to his music as well? We want to go out to Lost Boy. Uh, yeah. And Courtney, where can fans find you? I'm all over the social medias at Stuart Starlet. And you can find me at Dario Christian on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Ooh, and if ooh, you ooh. are watching CBS on the weekends, you can check me out on the Lifestyle Show. This yes. is L.A. Yes. And uh, f- before we leave, I also want to give a sincere condolence to the um, 
Sean Diddy Combs family. Uh, yeah, uh, we lost sure. Kim Porter, a gem, um, and un unexpectedly, and I, my, my prayers are with him and his family. Sure. And also it's all the people who have lost their homes in this tragic fire that's been Crazy. going on in, in Southern California yeah. over the last few weeks. Yeah. Truly, my heart goes out to stay all up, you guys. Stay, stay up. up. Yeah. Stay up. Love stay somebody up. and eat a whole lot of turkey next Tell week. Tell somebody you love that you love them because that's the most important thing. And we'll see you all next week. Or not. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagramming, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.